Hallo, ik ben Martijn Graat en dit is Does Logistics Matter? Een podcast on trends and innovations in supply chain and logistics. Answering yes to the question today is Ken Thies, Director of Sales Enterprise at GTEC. In this episode, we talk about digitalization in logistics, the impact of connectivity and real-time data access, why logistics companies are moving from Windows to Android, and how handheld devices increase the efficiency of logistics operations. Please enjoy my conversation with Ken Thies. Hi, Ken. Welcome to the show. Uh, hi, Martin. Uh, very, very good to be here. Um, Ken, the first question of this podcast is always the same. And that question is, does logistics matter? Every day, all the time. Yeah, logistics absolutely matter. And uh, we see it in so many different facets of our lives. Uh, absolutely true. Now, um, you um, uh, you work in logistics, or at least with logistics. Um, ca- can you tell me a little bit how you ended up working, uh, working well, I'll just call it in logistics. Yeah, probably a better way of saying it. I support the logistics community, the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work for a component manufacturer. Uh, I've been with GTAC now, uh, coming up on six years. Uh, the good news is I've always been in the, the technology world uh, and, and logistics being one. And I get to serve all the kind of the Fortune 500 companies that, that support logistics, everything around that, whether it's uh, ship, rail, trucking, retail. Those are all kind of my base customers. Great, great. So, uh, working with uh, working with uh, uh, transportation companies, uh, 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 logistics service providers, or retail retail companies, what are the uh, what are the main challenges uh, challenges that uh, that you uh, hear when you talk to them? Well, what I, what I see more recently, and, and I want to talk also about the lockdowns, but what I see really is, is the need for digitalization. You know, uh, mm-hmm. one thing that's been constant in this world is. You know, productivity and efficiency always has to improve. Uh, obviously, we're all focused on profitability, but the idea yeah. is what to do with the digital digitalization of the logistics world. You know, obviously, moving from pen and paper all the way to in a digital format, so there's very little user input. Input uh, people can see things real time, but it's really from the beginning to end in that digitalization process that I think is really really had a lot of focus and a lot of energy for improvement. Um, yeah, Ken, for sure, uh, digitalization is, uh, I, I think, well, top of mind for, for most industries, but especially in uh, logistics where it's, uh, where it's really taken flight in the, in the, in the past years. Uh, I, I can remember when I first started working in logistics in the 90s, uh, my, my first, uh, my, the, my, the desk of my first job was actually next to a fax machine. <laughs> we've, we've come a long way. I, unfortunately, I do remember those days, you know. So uh, another pain point is it, it's great to say, you know, we want to go digital or whatever, digitalization of the, of, of, of the supply chain. Uh, the challenge is in, in some of the uh, logistics aspects and in the opinion we're at is we have to cover vast amounts of area, vast amount of spaces, right? Uh, we, mm-hmm. we have, you know, Wi-Fi is greatly improved over, over time, too. You know, we got Wi-Fi 6 now, I think is the latest or whatever. Uh, we do yep. a lot in uh, in uh, C, uh, CBRS, which is a citizen band radio service, a private network. Uh, we go out to yards, uh, whether it's uh, intermodal transportation and uh, uh, the, the ports, and they have to cover just square miles of data. And all that digitalization needs to happen through wireless type connectivity 
And while Wi-Fi worked well from some applications, just we see a lot of customers moving to this private network, the CBR network, to be able to pull and connect information real time from all those digital devices. Uh, and then and another tough thing is, is how to how to connect to those devices, you know, in an MDM type application, uh, a mobile device uh, management, you know, who gets to see what the prioritization, the uh, uh, the structure in, in regards to that data. Uh, that those are all kind of pain points that that here at GTAC, or at least that we see within the industry. Yeah, no, I I, uh, uh, I mean Wi-Fi is is nice, but uh, it 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 only goes so far. I mean, I I know my kids kids absolutely wish that Wi-Fi would you know would would be uh, that the Wi-Fi that we have at home that they can uh, could access that from miles away, but but that's not possible. Uh, yeah. So it's it's um, uh, connecting via uh, different uh, uh, technologies that uh, send and receive data. Uh, and you're also um, uh, pointing out security, which I guess is also a, uh, a, a very important factor. I mean, there's been several uh, security incidents when it comes to, um, uh, 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 well, de uh, devices or, or, or installations being hacked. Very good point. I mean, when we think about the whole MDM application of device, a lot of customers require a multi-point, uh, multi-factor authentication. Right. Mm -hmm. well, it's yep. not just, you know, who has a login, you know, passwords are pretty easy. We all sometimes we all have too simple a password. Right. But when, when yes. it comes to that logistics and supply chain, some of that information is very critical. Some of the some of the goods are, are very critical. So we want to make sure whether there's at least a couple of points, multi-factor authentication, whether it's a fingerprint, biometric, whether it's a hello camera, whether it's a card scan. Those are all things that we have to factor in to see what what makes the most sense for the customer. Now, going back to that, you know, digitalization and the, and the connectivity, uh, mm -hmm. one, thing, one thing we all know is when that, when that bandwidth drops, when, when, when time takes a little, little longer, boy, that, that, that's a great way to increase your blood pressure because we all want it real time. We all want it faster and we all seem to have less patience. And I think that's, what, that's an area that's really improved, you know, going back to that, uh, uh, the private network. Uh, we have some applications where you can have dual SIM cards. Uh, maybe maybe one carrier, I'm, I'm based in the U.S., maybe one carrier is good in, in one area of the yard, but it's not good in another area. Or if you think globally, you know, our east side or the west side of the U.S., maybe yeah. one carrier is phenomenal in this area, uh, but the other carrier is terrible here. Uh, we were able to win a large transportation company here in the U.S., and they actually have dual SIMs from the really the two top carriers within the device because they need that data instantly they need that data real time and any type of slowing down of that data it costs money and uh, that whole digitalization those are the area the pain points that they really need to focus in on yeah so so uh, um, so the mobile carriers uh, that's uh, that's longer distances uh, we have 5g which is uh, uh, fast but uh, that's that's not everywhere right i agree i agree and in some of the remote places it's probably harder to have that 5g right you know, technology yes. happens in, in where the masses are, but in some of these these areas, uh, in the logistics world, uh, like I said earlier, they, they carries a large, a large, vast space, and that's where this uh, this private network is really growing, where they really set up their own private network uh, for that application. Uh, we also deal a lot with um, uh, AT and T, uh, FirstNet, and then there's a Verizon Frontline. Uh, we work with some customers that where they have to prioritize. It's something. If something bad were to happen in this world, right? You know, whether it's the storm yeah. or a God forbid, an accident of some sort. Um, the first responders of the world, 
they need to have access and they can't be bogged down with uh, the consumer level of people really loading down the network. So we can go ahead and set up some wireless modems where they focus in and they get priority on the network for that instant access, for, for that information, so that so they can communicate what's what's needed uh, to the appropriate personnel. Yeah, so so uh, so so your your uh, clients are uh, using both uh, um, uh, commercially available signals, but also um, what's the right word? Proprietary uh, signals. Proprietary. Yeah, I mean that, proprietary. That's all, Thanks. All, yeah, all, all based on the all based on the application. You know, um, uh, you can imagine the logistics. You know, if you want to move a little more into the the oil and gas or the refineries or whatever, you know, the, moving the goods of the logistics and that's maybe warehousing, but you know, that information, if something were to happen there, they need instant access and they need priority on the network for that information. Yeah, so, um, so uh, you're talking about uh, devices of different types. So how, how do these devices um, uh, help these companies be, be more efficient in their processes? Yeah, I think what you really need to do, ladies, in my opinion, here at GTAC, we have a, a broad range of products to suit every different type of need. So... It's mm -hmm. really important to understand the application, the, 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 the end user point. What are the needs, you know, and in the digital aspect, is it mounted anything? Is it mounted on a forklift in a truck? Uh, is it um, for quality control or management type control uh, safety? Obviously, safety is huge. We're, we're all about safety at GTEC. But, you know, the mobility aspect of what you need. So that all comes with screen size. That comes with weight. That comes with battery performance, uh, connectivity how much data is needed. You know, it's, it's great that you're actually uh, uh, have a tablet, but, but maybe you need to take pictures. Maybe you need GPS, right? Where that picture was taken, you know, all that information, how much data is in there. If there's something wrong, they're going to take a picture of it. Uh, they're going to write a report. Uh, all those things factor into what device best suits the customer. And that's all, ultimately what we're trying to do here is, is, is look to a complete solution for the end customer for their application to really improve that whole digitalization stream from beginning to end. Yeah, so so uh, uh, do you have uh, do you have some examples like like uh, um, um, how do I say like before and after examples of uh, how um, uh, devices have improved uh, so, processes? Uh, great question. But probably the best example I have is is we recently won like I said a large transportation company here in the US and and they made a they had a big switch here. They they actually went from a Windows-based application to an Android-based. Okay, and, and that and that and that's something that's something that we've seen increase a little bit. And you can you could probably speculate a little bit as to why that might be the case. But uh, the they made the decision that Android was easier to deal with, you know. And I think at one point in time, Android maybe didn't have the security they needed. This is something I've seen mm -hmm. a long time ago or whatever. But uh, they've greatly improved. And, and like anything, you know, the pendulum sometimes swings from one side to the other, but they, they had a window-based app application, you know, with a tablet they were using for several years, uh, but they were having terrible, terrible boot up time with the device. You know, yes. a user would come in, go to the floor, uh, forklift, uh, scan their badge in for their authentication. And it, on a good day, it was 15 minutes before they could even oh. move the forklift an inch. And as you can imagine, you have a huge warehouse and there's 80 bays or whatever it may be. And there's hundreds of forklifts and there's trucks every second matters. And I, I guarantee you, 
they would they would measure things down to the second when it when it came to the time is money type aspect. But uh, uh, they wanted to go from a Windows based to an Android based. So they completely redid their software program to accept that. And you can imagine it was a huge undertaking. Uh, and, and, and with that, they went from, like I said, 15 plus minutes if everything connected well, right? Because you got the, you got uh-huh. the access points, uh, you, you got the scales. I'll talk about me a little bit later. Got to talk about the scales, but uh, uh, you got all these, these things that need to come together. Uh, they went from, like I said, a plus 15 minute boot up time to less than a minute. And, and I, I wish I had pictures of the, the faces of the people that, that, that got to see that real time. So the, the first time we, we did a little pilot with the customer, uh, we were able to start up the device. And next thing you know, uh, it boots up and the, and, the, and the forklift driver was able to, uh, <laughs> to log in. And their eyes was like, no way. You know, it was just, it was phenomenal nice. to see that type of increase. So, I mean, things like that. I mean, to, to go from, an, from one OS to the next OS, uh, we're, we're starting to see a uh, a little change in that. Uh, well, that, that uh, I, I have not heard uh, that many Android um, uh, about that many uh, uh, Android implementations yet. I mean, I'm a huge Android fan myself, but that's just you know my my simple <laughs> my simple uh, mobile phone. Um, so, um, what do you what do you do you hear back from users when it comes to uh, um, uh, when it comes to usability? I mean, I can imagine if you talk to whether it's warehouse workers or, or drivers. Um, so, so years ago, they would maybe get a device, but and that would be like the, 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 the most high-tech thing they'd ever held. But now, usually they have, well, if they work in a warehouse, it's probably in their locker. But, you know, they have very, very um, um, uh, sophisticated devices in their back pocket when they're, you know, when they're at home. Um, so, so do you see? Uh, do you get feedback from users uh, uh, about how the, the the current devices are compared to the uh, technology that they have uh, uh, privately? Yeah. So I think what we're seeing a little bit of shift in is is a lot of times when it comes to the the the, the monitoring of warehousing or material handling, the goods, right? Uh, uh, the user would have a tool to do a job. Yeah. Right? Well, now that and and then they go back to their desk. And they'd have a, a workstation or whatever, and they would use the workstation. Yeah. They had all these different tools. And, of course, the IT people had to manage these tools and, and the computers and make sure they're all connected properly and who had the right authority and all that fun stuff. But at least now, at least within GTEC, we have the ability to really condense that to where that tool becomes your computer. Yeah, they can take yeah. that tool. They can scan whatever they do, whether it's a barcode. Uh, whether it's a key wedge type application with a camera, whether it's RFID, they can go out and do what they need to do, input that data, take it back to their desk, dock it, and and boot and it boots up in their you know two twenty seven inch monitors they have on their desk with a full size keyboard, and they can upload those pictures, go right to their whatever their the Oracle the the, the the ERP system they have in the back end, the things that they get to do. So now they're starting to realize they don't have to have both. They can. They can go from back to forth, and and that's really where the portability comes into play. As you can imagine, if if, if something like a computer is being uh, used on a on a mobile environment, a portable environment, uh, in a warehouse, in an outdoor environment, uh, guess what's going to happen over time? <laughs> it's it's gonna yeah. it's gonna fall, it's gonna drop, and guess uh, on, a, on a, a consumer device, uh, you drop it one time and you crack the screen, and then then what what yeah. happens on that? So, I mean, what customers are starting to see is, is uh, operational readiness is key. And, and you can really think about the, 
the downtime you may have in a, in a computer, obviously, if something were to break, okay, fine, then what happens, right? You got to go back to IT. Do, are you issued a new one? Is there a one ready? Uh, so we really focus in on, on just making sure the operational readiness is, is suitable for all different environments. Uh, our customers uh, uh, sometimes get to work in an indoor environment or a warehouse environment. Some of our customers don't get to work inside. Uh, they're outside in the rain, sleet, mm-hmm. sleet and snow uh, in extreme temperatures. Uh, unfortunately, I live in Dallas. This is the last past couple of weeks, and and it's been in triple digits Fahrenheit, which is uh, I think it's a, a low 40 Celsius, right? It, it's yeah, been that's warm. that's hot. You know, it's it's miserable hot. But 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 those people that are in that environment, they they have to continue working, right? So we we think about all that in regards to the extreme temperatures. Uh, rain, sleet, snow—it's uh, got to be able to read in the in the sunlight. Uh, we we yep. want a lot a lot of uh, uh, carriers, uh, uh, wireless carriers that that need to go on site to an access point to a node or whatever. Maybe someone cuts cuts a fire fiber cable by accident. Someone needs to pull up a schematic outside and be able to do that. So those are some of the yep. situations you look at. So, 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 so uh, devices are being used in all sorts of circumstances. Uh, some potentially uh, dangerous to uh, to to workers. Um, you uh, earlier you also mentioned something about uh, safety. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, so, so, how does uh, so how does the uh, device um, well keep workers safe? Yeah, great, great question. And obviously, like I said earlier, safety is pinnacle for what we want to do and obviously supporting our customer in that fashion. Uh, one bad accident is, is terrible. But uh, uh, one thing we do like uh, on a forklift, you can picture it. We do we do forklifts of all sizes. It's not just not yeah. just a smaller forklift with pallets. Uh, we move goods, whether it's the automotive automotive space. But we have a large um, automotive company here in the U.S. And, and what happened is a forklift that, that had a bad accident with an employee and, and did and unfortunately did bodily harm to that employee. Uh, GTEC has a, a driving safety software program where as soon as that forklift moves, right, it'll turn off the mm-hmm. screen. So that way, the, that way, ah, the operator okay. not yep. looking at the screen because you know they're they're all forced to do more with less and do faster, better, stronger, whatever. Yeah. Uh, as they're driving down the forklift with this huge, massive load that's blocking their vision, uh, they're probably looking at they want to be looking at the screen, trying to figure out what's my next pickup. Where's my next big? What truck do I need to go from? Right, all that fun stuff. And what we say is, no, you don't get to look at the screen. You need, you need to yeah, focus on your job driving. So, so that's that's one thing. And, and it's got to the point now with this large uh, automotive manufacturer, they will not operate the forklifts if that if that software device is not fully functional. And and the good news is it, it's it's fully calibrated. Uh, you can adjust the parameters. Uh, it's, it's there's an accelerometer inside that can help sense movement. Uh, there's, there could be a GPS that actually senses speed too. You know, as soon as that that, that forklift moves. Yeah. So that's one area we really try to focus in on safety. Uh, another area is, is we do a lot in the oil and gas industry. Uh, yeah. You can imagine in, in upstream or midstream, there's a lot of refinement, uh, which means they're mixing chemicals. Uh, uh, some of those chemicals don't play well with others. Right, you know, oh, so yeah. chemicals yeah. are explosive, uh, and so what we do at GTEC is we have uh, certifications, and that's it's, it's really sets the the rugged apart. But uh, we have certification that says you can now use this device in this area. So we really think about it. It's called intrinsically safe. It's an explosive environment, so we can go ahead and, and create a device that says 
in this condition, you have to use this device, or in this condition, you have to use that device. And it's, it's, an, ah. it's, it's an option we can put in there. So there, that's another safety feature we come into play in regards to what works best. Uh, a simple safety feature is just how do you, how do you carry the device? You know, uh, do you want a hand strap that you can support it? Uh, we have a shoulder strap where you can be, keep hands free if you need to or whatever it may yep. be. You know, we, we have people climbing ladders, people in bucket trucks, whatever it may be. We're always trying to figure out ways how to make sure the operators obviously doing what they need to do, keeping themselves safe, whatever, and, and, and making sure the device fits their their environment, that they don't have to worry about the device. Yeah. So, uh, so Ken, um, um, with with all these different operations, do do you see uh, uh, do you see companies mainly using uh, standard equipment, or is there also uh, a lot of custom uh, equipment being customized for for uh, for different processes or different companies? Yeah, I, I mean, here at GTAG, I think we have I don't know, 18 different product models. Uh, within those models, you can really customize the specifications you need. You know, all the way down to the what process you want to use, what RAM, uh, what options, serial ports. Uh, you can imagine uh, we do a lot with serial ports, RS-232, but if you need a barcode, RFID, um, biometrics, whatever it may be, you can really customize it. Mm -hmm. uh, but the good news is we manufacture the devices from the ground up. Everything really you really see is designed, built, quality control, engineered by GTAC employees. So we've had a lot of customers come to say, you know what, we, we like your product, we like the specification. I know you can build to our specification, but can, can you make a change to something? Can you, can you put power on pin nine of the serial port? Okay, we can do that. Can you change yeah. the port? We can do that. Uh, we've had some customers where the, uh, maybe just the, the fascia around the, the tablet, they want their company color that way. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we want when we issue a device to uh, an employee, we want them to see our color, uh, you know, whatever from that aspect. So we can do that from, from from there. So, yeah, we do. I think one of our strengths is is our ability to not only customize from a, a specification standpoint of all the different variances to also specifically what do you need in this environment? So I uh, can. Ken, for uh, companies that want to look into mobile uh, rocket devices, what are the steps you would say they need to uh, take? I, I think what people need to do is, is kind of look at the total cost of ownership for a device, right? And mm -hmm. the TCO, total cost of ownership, it can be a deceptive term or whatever. Uh, obviously, we're in the rocket space. Uh, we design things, as I said earlier, from the ground up. We're very purpose-built uh, but we're, we're, we're not as, as low cost as, as a consumer grade or whatever. So when, you, when you're yeah. thinking about what do you want to do and how do you want to manage this and is it worth it, it's important to look over a, a time period, you know, a certain time frame, the total cost of ownership. Uh, you know, obviously the shipment of goods I mentioned earlier, uh, operational readiness. Uh, if something mm -hmm. were to break, you know, who's going to diagnose this, who's going to fix it, who's going to return it, uh, any certification that required, like the intrinsically safe I manage. Yeah, you know, yeah. How, how do you how do you how do you get that device back to it? You know, in, in, in the rugged world, a lot of the, the key players like G Tech really do an extremely good job of making sure that device uh, lasts, you know, a very long time in tough environments. Uh, mm -hmm. Our devices come with a, a three year bumper to bumper warranty. You know, we have accident forgiveness. We have forward stocking on, on certain kind of field serviceable items. 
our, our repair time if something were to happen. Uh, you can run over a device. You might crack the screen when you run over the device or whatever. But mm -hmm. when that happens, what, what happens, we have a very efficient um, uh, uh, repair time. Uh, we're, we're about two days repair. So we're very focused on making sure uh, that device gets sent back to the, the users. Uh, you can buy, we can order you know, hot spares if needed. So uh, again, on, on the on the rugged side, at least, and the need for it, it's, it's important to they think about the total cost of ownership, not not to, not the initial purchase, not just the CapEx, but what's uh -huh. going to happen after three years. Some of our devices, you know, they're four or five years. So after five years, uh, we've had several customers that had a product for four years. We were assuming they were going to refresh their technology with their, our newer device. They said, no, the product's working pretty good. We're just going to run it for another year. And as a sales guy, I'm very happy the product's working well, but, you know, I'd, I'd love for them to reorder again. But for, for the most part, I think it's the, you know, looking at the total cost of ownership. And I think another mm -hmm. thing, if I could, and uh, real quick, is, is is look about the the people that are involved, right, ever. You know, is, you know you, obviously, you got the decision makers you always got to worry about, but who are the influencers? Yes. Right? What about the lines of business? Uh, we have a very liberal demo program where we want to get the devices out to the, uh, to the lines of business. To the end users, we want them to use the, use the devices out in the field and get a feel for it because you know those lines of business personnel. That's the revenue generation for the company. You know, if, if they're moving mm -hmm. the goods, if they're testing the goods, if they're qualifying the goods, if they're servicing the goods, or whatever it may be, those customers are really important to the revenue generation of the company. So we really make sure our devices uh, don't sit in the corner. Uh, it's, it's not designed as an initial purchase at one point in time. Uh, and then obviously we work with the finance team. And I said earlier, safety is, is vitally important to what we do and for the customer from that aspect. Okay. So they need to uh, take into account that it's uh, more than just buying the device because the device is part of a, of a, of a larger system and it, it's, uh, it operates over a longer time. And they also need to really think about um, what processes they use it in and, uh, and how people are using it. And let those people actually uh, use it and say, yes, this is something that works. And this is something that's really efficient. Very good. Because you can think about okay, the, excellent. the uh, two to three times more failure rate you're going to have with a consumer grade. Uh, our mm -hmm. devices can handle a six foot drop test many times over or whatever. It, it can take the abuse. And again, it all goes back to how important is that data to you? You know, who needs to have access to that data? You know, that operational readiness. Because uh, time is money when it comes to the 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 uh, logistics and then the data is key. If you would look into the future when it comes to uh, 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 mobile devices in, in logistics and manufacturing processes, what what's just behind the horizon? Yeah, I think I'll probably start off by saying what, what, I, what I see a little bit is, is in, the, in the past years, uh, this 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 customer, this component supplier did this. They all, they all had their niches, niches and what they wanted to do and what they're able to do. And that required yep. the, the logistics person to say, okay, I need company A, company B, C, D, E, whatever. And they, yep. had, they had all these different players coming together. Uh, I think what's changed a lot about is, is at least is, is a, more of a solution-based sale, right? Is we're now, we're now mm -hmm. we're pulling in all these different types of technology and the customer is going to these really these system integrators or these component players like GTEC and saying, you know, yeah, I need something for here, but here's a pain point. Here's an issue. Here's a challenge. Here's something I'm trying to overcome. Here's what I can't figure out. And, and they're really looking for that, 
that one-stop shop. And, and maybe it's a little bit of a one throat to choke, if you know what I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're yep. the go-to person and everything's on you, it's it's your responsibility to, to see that. So I, I see a lot lot more of this integration of, of saying I, I, can, I can manage it. So it's forcing a lot of people to... Uh, uh, to broaden the horizon, stretch their wings in regards to what do they want to do in, in servicing and supporting customers. Uh, another thing we see is we see a, a change in worker demographics, right? You know, obviously uh, uh, we, we, we all get older uh, over time or whatever, and there's an all new wave of, of the younger generation coming in and they're used to doing things different. They're used to seeing things more on, an, on like an app-based versus a Windows-based or a computer-based or whatever. So Obviously, just those little types of changes, and uh, and maybe they don't understand rent, understand ruggedness the way that that I grew up understanding ruggedness and all the certification requirements that are needed to really help define rugged. Uh, so some of the issues there. Probably another fun one, and and, and I'm no expert here, is is really the effect yeah. of, of AI, right? You know, we've, we've yes. all heard it, we've all seen it. Um, uh, I know Elon Musk, if I can say his name, but I know he said we should be you should be careful about it. Uh, uh, I think that's a, that's a good thing and a bad thing or whatever, but I just think the overall the, the, with AI coming down the pipe or whatever, I think we're going to see uh, a, a magnitude or at least a, a huge increase or better increase in regards to the efficiencies, the, the, the workplace management, uh, the prioritization of goods, uh, especially time sensitive goods, right? You know, um, uh, harmful goods. Maybe, maybe that good can only stay in that cargo ship. X amount of time, but that cargo ship had an issue. We need to figure out how to get that good off that cargo ship because of other overall maybe bad things happen. Whatever. But but I think this the the overall effects of AI I think will have a, a positive influence uh, in regards to what we do in the logistics space. Yeah. So and <laughs> so and I guess we'll we'll need a, a rugged, fast, and secure devices so that the AI has has uh, uh, you know so that the AI can communicate with the people on the floor. Again, a good, good input. We all, we all need that data real time, and it has to work uh, all the time. It has to work in all extreme conditions. It's got to be able to take abuse. Uh, it's got to be able to work with your you know gloves on and in freezing temperatures, whether it's a freezer, whether it's out in the the oil fields in East Texas or wherever it may be. Uh, the, those devices need to work on on a regular basis. Yes, I agree. Uh, uh, Ken, um, um, uh, thanks for um, uh, yeah talking to us about uh, the challenges you see in in, uh, in logistics and manufacturing. Well, you even spoke about uh, the oil and gas industry uh, and uh, 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 telling us more about uh, uh, rocket devices and and how they improve uh, logistics processes. Great, happy to have a discussion with you, and you made it a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to Does Logistics Matter? For more on trends and innovations in supply chain and logistics, visit our blog at www.logisticsmatter.com. If you want to be a guest on this podcast, please send an email to podcast at logisticsmatter.com. This podcast was produced by Dimitri Vleugel. The music is based on a sample by Ruggerman and produced by Michael Spengler. This episode was supported by GTEC. GTEC Technology Corporation is a global leader in rugged mobile technology and intelligent video solutions, including laptops, tablets, software, body-worn cameras, in-car video, interview rooms, and evidence management software. GTEC's solutions and services enable the vital work done by frontline workers operating in the world's most challenging environments.
For more information, visit www.gtac.com. That's G-E-T-A-C dot com.